0: Welcome back, Insider Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. I said on the show late in the program the other night that I was going to talk to one of the all-time great Huskers, and I'm not lying because I got him here tonight on the program. The newly newest member of the Hall of Fame class for the Corn Huskers announced today, Tommy Frazier, hello, my friend. Congratulations. What's this feel like?
1: Well, thank you for having me on. And, You know, it's a it's a great honor. You know, being being recognized by a university where you went out there and you gave it your all on the athletic field, and 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 to be honored in this in this way, it's a great thrill for me, and not only for me but my family.
0: How'd you find out? Who called you? Um, well, actually, um, Keith
1: Zimmerman and and Trev Albers gave me a call last week and let me know that. It was going to happen, and I told them that it was about time it had happened. I was, I was, I was actually kidding with them, but they say no, it, it, it was way too long, and it, needed to happen. it should have happened sooner.
0: Tommy, let's, let's, uh, let's reminisce a little bit. T- take me back to how a young guy from the state of Florida ends up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Take me back through that whole recruiting process and how you became a Cornhusker.
1: Well, it was, it was, it was a tough process. It was a long process, and, and I don't know if a lot of people know that I was actually ready to cancel my official visit to the University of Nebraska when I was being recruited. But my mother, Kevin Steele, was the guy who was the major recruiter. He called my mother and told her what was going on. And my mother basically told me that, you know, you gave someone your word. You committed to this trip. You know, it's one more trip. Go see it. If you don't like it, don't mean you have to go there. And so I came on the visit and actually fell in love love, love with the place. And that's the reason why I came here.
0: Had you seen much Husker football? I mean, back in the in the late '80s, early '90s, there was only a handful of games on TV. Nebraska was one of those teams that got on there quite a bit. <laughs> were you familiar with the kind of offense you'd be walking into?
1: Yeah, I was familiar with it. You know, um, my high school coach was kind of a mastermind when it comes to offenses, and so he he looked at a whole bunch of stuff. To where we ran some option, we ran some play action stuff, we ran some five-step drop stuff. So he he and knowing that. Coach Osborne was kind of like the, the guru of the option game. He he took he, he um follow actually followed Coach Osborne from that aspect of things. So and, and of course watching them on Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving on national broadcast, and then of course always seeing them going down to Florida and losing in the Orange Bowl. You kind of got an idea what what, what style offense they were they were running.
0: Tommy, you. Um... You you played as a freshman, and that didn't happen much with Coach Osborne. Uh, take me back to that time. When did when did he tell you you were going to start that game? I think it was in Ames against Iowa State. What was that week like?
1: No, actually, um, it was. Um, I didn't know I was going to start to the night before the game. It was actually in Missouri, Missouri, in Columbia, Missouri. And my I was practicing with the ones quite a bit that week. But Mike Grant, who was a starter, was also practicing, but he was having some back issues, and we'll, no one really knew if he was going to be able to play. On that Saturday, and, and the night before the game was when the Coach Osborne announced I was going to be the starter. Nervous? Of course, of course. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you, you dream. You always dream of, of playing the big level and playing early in your career. But when it actually happens, of course, you know, and nerves suck in. You know, you just want to make sure that you knew everything that the coaches have taught you. And you, and but once, once you once you get in the start playing, then everything the football comes back to you. You don't worry about anything.
0: I've heard players say that. Maybe you can confirm that you're nervous and that kind of first time to do that, but the first time you get hit kind of wakes you, you're like, okay, yeah, this is real, I got to go. Yeah, and
1: then that's, that's the way, that's what's with anything. You know, any sport you play with basketball, you go out there, you make the first jump shot, then you're like, okay, I can do this. In baseball, you get the first hit, then you're like, okay, this is not so hard, and football is the exact same way. Once you take that first hit, then all the, then you realize that, hey, these guys don't hit any harder than what I just came from out of high school, so I, so this is just football, squad go and play, play, play the game.
0: Again, visiting with Tommy Frazier, named today as part of the member of the 2023 Nebraska Hall of Fame class, considered by a lot of Husker fans as the greatest Cornhusker football player of all time. And Tommy, you talked about Coach Steele was the primary recruiter for you, but he's on the other side of the ball when you got to Lincoln. Was it Coach Osborne that you spent the most time with then once you got on on campus? Uh, Because he really kind of was your position coach, wasn't he?
1: Well, well, um, actually, I still spend a lot of time with, with Coach Gill, but actually, um, Turner Gill was Turner, kind of the guy that was my go-to guy. They had just hired him right after I signed to, to come in, so he was kind of the guy that was always in the, the meeting rooms with Coach Osborne, um, going over, the, going over the, the offensive system and going over the play calls, but then, on, actually, in practice, Turner was the one that was actually doing all the coaching of the quarterbacks on the field.
0: How much did you learn from Turner?
1: Well, I learned a lot from, from Turner. You know, he was one of the guys that, you know, <clears throat> he, he actually came here, played in the system, knew what it was all about. He did it. He was also a guy from out of the state of Nebraska, came here, and, then, and so he helped me a lot on the field as well as off the
0: field. All right, let's go back through some really good seasons. I mean, you guys hardly lost games. I think your record as a starter was like 33-3, and and just an amazing record. Um, how good were those teams, Tommy?
1: They were good, but they were all good in different ways. You know, when you look at those teams, and no, not neither one of those teams were identical. There was always something that changed the dynamics of those teams. Where if you look at freshman year, we're heavily dominated by senior guys like Will Shields. And then you go by sophomore year, then we had the dominant offensive line, we had a, a pretty good defense. But then when you go to junior years, when the confidence of all the players, everything kind of fell in a place. But then you go back when I missed seven games that year, so that put a a, a cog in the in the in the in the wheel there, but Brooks stepped up and, and came in and like kept the team rolling. But then '95 team, it was just there was nothing that that no one's gonna tell us that well, that's not the greatest football, college football team in college football ever.
0: Johnny Rogers is on line one. We'll get to him later though about that <laughs> comment right there. Tommy, let's go to that last game of your college career. Did you guys have a sense you could do that to Florida, or were I mean you just smashed those guys? What was it like leading up to that game?
1: Now, we were confident. You know, you, you hear everything about Florida, the fun and gun, and Steve Spurrier, high-rate high off, passing offense. But we were, we were very confident that we knew that we had a team that's capable to go out there and beat anyone on, on any given day. We knew that we had that office, that, um, office um, firepower. And what shocked most people was that they didn't realize how, how great our defense was. You know, because they really had, didn't have to really be great during the season because the offense put up so many points. But they showed people in that game that, hey, Nebraska was just not known for their offense, but they, they are also a great defense. And so I think the tone that they set early on in the game was what, what, what actually helped the offense because we've shown them that, hey, they can slow them down. Now, we just get rolling. Then We knew that Florida wasn't going to do much against our defense.
0: Tommy, you and I have talked about this in the past about – Practices at Nebraska. You you all say it was so intense when the ones would go against the ones and the trash talking back and forth. Right. And Charlie McBride getting in everybody's face. Let our audience know a little bit about what that was like going through those practices against the black shirts.
1: Well, I think for 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 the offense, it was it was probably the toughest opponent we faced all year. And people laugh when I say that, but they they were that good. And plus, they knew. Anytime time we would check and call them a different play, they knew where the play was going because they knew our offense so well. And so by us being able to move the ball against them, which was, which was tough, but but us just giving, you know, moving the ball a little bit against them, we knew that on Saturdays or, or whenever we played the game that there was no offense, no defense out there that was going to be able to stop us because they didn't know what we were going to do. Our defense knew what we were going to do, and we still had some success against them.
0: You and Charlie good? You guys okay? Friendly?
1: Oh yeah! Oh yes! Every time I see Charlie, we 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 have a little, little banter. But I love Charlie. I love I love his demeanor. I love his I love everything about Charlie because of the way he prepared the defense. You know, he was a fiery type of guy. He was a fiery type of guy. And when you have two competitive guys right there, how can you not love each other?
0: He was hard on guys, Tommy. Could he coach in this day and age? I mean, that 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 kind of coaching, that rough, tough coaching. A lot of people kind of don't like that anymore.
1: I don't think so. I think the players are made different. I think the players are not mentally tough to handle tough situations, and when you try to coach someone hard, you know, you see them going to the little, what I call the turtle shells, where they put their head in the shell and, and, and they, they close up to where I don't think many kids could could, could really play for Charlie McBride. And you're just seeing kids are starting to, Nick Saban's one of those type of guys, and then the players are starting to leave him because he's a tough coach.
0: Getting busy with Tommy Frazier, this member of the Nebraska Hall of Fame, one of the all-time great Cornhuskers and a Floridian that has now made Nebraska his home. Tommy, it wasn't always a bed of roses for you during your career. You had some injury situations. How, how tough was that? I mean, and there were people that were worried about you ever playing or walking again when you were playing with we those blood clots. How hard was that for you to get through? Well,
1: it was tough. You know, being so far away from home, being the first time that I ever had to miss any football games due to any type of injury, well, that length of football, that length of games and not having much family here and not having a brother who, who was here, but he's recently passed six years ago, was kind of the only thing that really kept me going. But it was tough knowing I couldn't do the thing that I truly loved and one of the, one of the reasons why I came to Nebraska.
0: And you've stayed. How about, how about kind of laying down roots here in the, in the Cornhusker State after your playing days?
1: Well, you know, when you, when you, when you have kids and you, don't, you try not to want to take my environment, and Nebraska's where, I mean, and I, me and my ex, we decided to come back up here, and, and the kids love it up here. I love it up here. But, you know, I'm getting to the age now to where these winter months are getting to me, so it's, it's getting close to me moving back down to the south.
0: Well, Tommy, again, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Long overdue. You are just one of the all-time favorites in this fan base. And I cannot wait. I'm not sure what day they're going to honor you during the fall, but I cannot wait for that day, and I can't wait for that big ovation for you inside the stadium.
1: Well, it's going to be an exciting day, and hopefully with, with me, my presence being inside the stadium, other, other Hall of Famers, we can, we can cheer Nebraska to a victory that day.
0: Congrats again, Tommy. Right, thank you. Oh, boy, what a treat. One of my favorite guys, and just I know for a lot of you, and uh, still to this day, one of the great debates is how in the heck did he not win the Heisman in that 1995 season? Uh, I finished runner-up to Eddie George and almost criminal that Tommy because that game, that effort he put on against the Gators and that Fiesta Bowl was absolutely phenomenal. Tommy, joined us on our Sports Alley Hotline, brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. They've got 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse.